This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. MMWR published reports on cannabis-involved emergency department visits, respiratory viruses circulating in school settings, and RSV vaccine recommendations for older adults. Let's take a look at the headlines. First, cannabis-involved emergency department visits among children, teens, and young adults increased during the COVID-19 pandemic. Second, ongoing testing at a large school district in Missouri found respiratory viruses common among students and staff. Third, a new report describes recommendations for respiratory syncytial virus vaccination in adults 60 years and older using shared clinical decision-making. Finally, cases of soft tick relapsing fever, a rare but serious tick-borne disease, continue to occur in the Western U.S. Welcome, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly briefing for the weeks of July 10th and July 17th. The first report examines cannabis-involved emergency department visits before and during the COVID-19 pandemic. Expanded legalization of cannabis has contributed to its increased availability and use in the United States. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, cannabis-involved emergency department visits began increasing among all age groups except those 15 to 24. To understand trends in cannabis-involved ED visits during the COVID-19 pandemic, investigators examined changes in visits. They found that cannabis-involved ED visits among all age groups were higher during the pandemic than before. More than 90% of the ED visits among people under 25 occurred among teens and young adults aged 15 to 24. Large increases in cannabis-involved ED visits were also identified among children 10 and younger. To protect children from unintentional cannabis ingestions, it's important to keep cannabis locked away, out of the reach of youth. Strengthening coping and problem-solving skills among youth through evidence-based prevention programs and modifying cannabis packaging to decrease appeal to youth might help prevent intentional and unintentional cannabis use. The second report looks at respiratory viruses among students and staff of a large school district in Missouri. Respiratory virus infections are common in school-aged children. However, testing for respiratory viruses other than COVID-19 has not been widely conducted in primary and secondary schools. To determine how common respiratory viruses were in school settings, students and staff were regularly tested and surveyed about symptoms. During November 2022 through April 2023, 25% of nasal swabs collected from students and staff tested positive for at least one respiratory virus. The most common viruses were rhinoviruses and enteroviruses, which cause common colds. Schools can limit the spread of infections by encouraging students and staff to stay up to date with recommended vaccines, practice good hand hygiene and respiratory etiquette, and stay home when sick. 
Improving ventilation in school settings is also important. Continued surveillance of respiratory illnesses in schools can help us understand transmission and inform prevention strategies. The third report describes recommendations for the use of two approved vaccines in older adults to protect against respiratory syncytial virus, also known as RSV. RSV infections among U.S. adults 65 and older result in 60,000 to 160,000 hospitalizations and 6,000 to 10,000 deaths each year. RSV vaccination offers an opportunity to protect older adults at risk for severe disease. Older adults at highest risk for severe disease include those with certain chronic medical conditions, such as heart or lung disease. Older adults with weakened immune systems or those living in nursing homes or other long-term care facilities are also at high risk. On June 21, 2023, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices recommended that adults 60 and older may receive a single dose of RSV vaccine, using shared clinical decision-making between patient and clinician. The fall respiratory virus season will be a central focus for CDC. Efforts will include preparing Americans for what to expect, helping them understand the risk for illness in their communities, and providing information on how they can protect themselves. Clinicians should review the clinical guidance for RSV vaccine use and consider who might be the most likely to benefit. Clinicians should also be aware of underlying conditions that may increase the risk of severe RSV illness. Adults 60 and older should talk to their clinician to see if an RSV vaccine is right for them. The final report examines cases of a rare but serious tick-borne disease occurring in the United States. Soft tick relapsing fever is a rare infection transmitted to humans by soft-bodied ticks through brief and painless bites that are often not detected. It can cause recurring high fever accompanied by headache, nausea, and muscle or joint pain. In the United States, cases of this tick-borne disease have been associated with rustic, rodent-infested cabins and caves. From 2012 to 2021, 251 cases of soft tick relapsing fever were identified in 11 of 12 states where the infection is reportable. More than half of the patients were hospitalized. No deaths occurred. Early antibiotic treatment is critical to prevent complications. Clinicians should be aware of the clinical symptoms and risk factors associated with this tick-borne disease. They should also be aware of the options for diagnostic testing, which include microscopic examination of peripheral blood smears and molecular testing by PCR. People should avoid sleeping in rodent-infested structures, such as rustic mountain cabins and caves, where exposure to infected soft ticks is most common in the U.S. That's all for this briefing. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to MMWR at cdc.gov MMWR to stay up to date on the latest scientific information. Stay safe and stay well.
For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.